Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is 1131 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You know, last night, Casey, my wife and I were driving and I told her I had a great idea for our finances. Yeah. And you know what I told her? What? I said we need to take out a second mortgage on our house and we need to bet it on the Indy 500. Okay. And I told her there's only one guy we bet it on. (laughs) It's the greatest name in the history of racing, Stingray Rob, who joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. Stingray, no pressure. Do you think that's a good idea uh well i mean i guess if you got a good attorney it might work i'm not sure here i think that there's some wisdom in keeping the house okay okay so let's talk about i mean obviously you're you're 21 years old and you are in the indy 500 what is that moment like where you realize oh my gosh i am in the greatest spectacle in racing (laughs) well that came this sunday you know, we were put in a position that we had to qualify into the last 33. Um, and so for myself, that was a lot of pressure going through on Sunday. And uh, we had to wait out that last 45 minutes of the last chance qualifier run. But we're in it and we're going racing next Sunday. Mm-hmm. When, when you're going around that track, because obviously the goal on qualifying is go as fast as you can. Is there ever a moment where you go, oh, my gosh, I'm going 230 plus miles per hour? You know, if you're thinking about that, you're already too far behind the car. Um, We're doing a football field a second. And so there's so much going on. I'm using my tools in the cockpit to try and make sure that the car's handling all right. I don't have time to look down at the speedometer and see how fast I'm going. Stingray Rob is our guest. He will be a part of the Indianapolis 500 this Sunday. It is the Super Bowl of racing, and I maintain in many ways it's it's bigger than the actual Super Bowl. Can you take us through the process? Everybody knows, hey, the qualification. Hey, there's bump day. Hey, there's you know the the the, the top the fast twelve. You know, can you take us through though the process of the build up to try to be a part of the Indy 500 and all the work that goes into it? Absolutely. You know, there's a reason they say this is May. And uh, I, I heard recently that it's the year of May. And I'm starting to realize how true that is because of all the preparation and the time and the dedication, the team and everyone around the event that goes into it. And so the, the teams start working for the Indy 500 way before we even get close to it. They're working all off season. For, so from October to January, they're building up the cars just so that they can get them ready and get set to go for the 500. Um, and so that means tricked out gearboxes or uprights or whatever else it may be, going to the wind tunnel and testing all the parts to make sure that they're the most efficient they can be, uh, as well as you know just going over data from previous seasons. There's a lot to download from and to process and go through as an engineer mm-hmm. that can apply to what a driver might want or what the conditions are for the next season. And so the, the lead-up to the 500 begins – way before anyone realizes and the actual on-track activities started just a couple weeks ago and you know, there's there's several days of practice and for being in indianapolis in the month of may obviously weather conditions are uh all over the place and so we actually had our first day rained out which cut our practice days a little short but um, we had essentially had three full practice days six hours each day on track testing different parts on the car different setups uh, whether it's springs, aero packages, wing angles, uh, cambers, uh, toes, 
all those things. When I say toes, I don't mean your actual toes. <laughs> you can keep your shoes on. I mean the the angle of the front and rear tires. It all plays into how the car is handling at 230 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Stingray Rob is our guest, Casey. Okay, so I've got a question for you about this. Is a dangerous thing that you do to be going that fast? And I'm wondering how often do you lean on your faith to keep you safe, to keep your heart intact when you're doing it, and how has that affected your performance? Uh, often is the answer to how often. Um, <laughs> the the faith aspect of racing has allowed me to perform at a higher level because that foundation gives me a platform where I can have some peace to work from. I don't have to worry about my identity being tied to the results. Um, I, I know where my identity is found, and that's in Jesus Christ and what he did for us. And so for myself, I, I don't have the pressure of having an emotional day uh, affecting who I am. And so that plays into what I'm able to do at the racetrack. And I think that gave me a good opportunity this last weekend because that pressure is a lot. When you're talking one of the biggest races in the world, one of the biggest events in the world for uh, sporting events, it is a lot of pressure on a, a young driver like myself. I'm only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even own my own house yet, so I can't take <laughs> out that second mortgage. But uh, there, there's a lot that goes into making a car go fast. So it's not just the pressure on myself, but everyone around me. And so having that perspective of um, what truly matters allows me to handle myself in a different way. I can have joy in the chaos a little bit. I can, um, you know, one thing that my uh, counselor, who is Charlie Kimball, a former Indy 500 driver, he's one of our wise wise people in the paddock these days. And he told me that uh, pressure is a privilege. And I think that that's so true. And faith allows me to have that perspective and live it out. Stingray Rob is our guest, uh, part of the Indianapolis 500 this Sunday. You know, I'm thinking about when I was 21, Casey, mm-hmm. I had a part-time job at a radio station. <laughs> Most of my time was spent drinking a few brews, chasing after girls, maybe going to class. But for you, Stingray, you are a part of the Super Bowl of auto racing, one of the biggest sporting events in the entire world. Can you talk about this journey and what has gone into it for you? Because you probably didn't get what a lot of people might consider a traditional childhood. You've been building up to this for a long time. That's so true. Yeah, I started go-karting when I was just five years old. Um, And part of that was because with my name being Stingray, uh, I was named after the Corvette. And so my parents... They were big Corvette fans, and I, I have to cover up my Honda logo when I say that these days, but that's obviously not the political answer that Honda wants to hear. Um, but it is kind of cool to see the that dynamic as I've grown up change. And, um, yeah, it's pretty awesome to see how I've grown and gotten better and um, figured out my way through the karting rinks and into cars. How long did it take you to get good at this? And by this, I mean, this is a big part of what you do, right? You do interviews, television, radio, print. You're spon- you go out in front of sponsors and, and talk at their events. How long did it take you to get good at this? Because you're great at it for 21. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't think I'm that great yet. We're working on it still. But uh, there's a great book out there. And it's called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it talks about the 10,000-hour rule. And pretty much mm-hmm. it says that you have to spend 10,000 hours doing whatever it is that you want to be great at to be great at it. And so whatever that is, you know, talking on radio, uh, if you want to be a professional cook, if you want to run a grocery store, whatever else it may be, you got to spend that time. And so for myself, I think I reached that 10,000-hour mark in the seat and go-karts around 12 years old. And so I, I really had a knack for – enjoying racing, I guess you could say, 
Um, but that knack to actually have the speed didn't come until I reached, I think, that 10,000-hour mark. But as I've gotten older and moved up through the ranks, my speaking ability has gotten better. My uh, media talent has gotten better. And so I think that that just comes from the experience of having that exposure. And part of that is going through the different ladders that lead to IndyCar. It's just like anything else. You have single A, double A, triple A, majors. And as you step up through the ranks, they're, they're training you on and off the racetrack to be a better driver. Stingray, we've talked about your faith and how that affects your driving. I'd also like to talk and touch base about how it's a family affair with you guys. And this must be not only stressful for you, but extremely stressful for your mom. Because they seem to be with you all the time, aren't they? They are indeed. You know, I I love to tell the story that my dad has only ever missed one race in my entire career. And it was because he was in the hospital uh, dealing with uh, poisoning situation there and he was still on the phone to us every 30 minutes telling us what we were doing wrong (laughs) and so it's cool to see the support that i've had all through the years my mom my dad and my grandparents as well as other family members but those four they've been so crucial for my success in my career because they were my my crew coming up to the rings and go-karting my dad was my mechanic on one go-kart and i'd run two classes so my grandpa was on the other go-kart and then my mom was uh, my momager is what we like to call her. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she's my mom and my manager, and she is what I would like to say my biggest critic and my biggest fan. Yeah. And so, all along the way, I've had cheerleaders in my corner as well as coaches, and I can't get rid of them because they're family. Yeah. <laughs> and it also taught me a lot about dealing with a team. You know, having having success in sports is not just about the the individual, and especially in racing. I think so many people see the one person standing on the podium that had the success that day. But there's so many people behind them, backing them up, preparing, doing all the work behind the scenes that goes underappreciated. And my family is that for me. You know, I think that finishing second in the Indy Next Championship this last season wasn't a necessarily direct path to IndyCar from there. And the winner of the championship is not an IndyCar. And I think that that is large in part to the fact that his team didn't have the same support that I did. Um, and so for myself, I'm very grateful to have that support and that family aspect. And, um, you know, I say I can't dare to them, but maybe they're thinking the same thing about me. They're, they're stuck with me for life now. Yeah, Stingray Rob is our guest. A couple minutes left with him. He'll obviously be a part of the Indy 500 on Sunday. So Stingray, at, at some people's point, some people's lives, many teenagers or whatever, they realize whatever my dream was as a child, I won't touch it. Like, I'm, I'm never going to play in the World Series. I'll never start at the Super Bowl. You, however, are days away from the pinnacle of your sport, which is getting the green at the Indy 500. Have you thought about what that moment is going to feel like? And how do you avoid getting lost that moment? Because you're moving fast and you're trying to win this race. Absolutely. You know, I wake up every morning still pinching myself, realizing that I'm an Indy car driver and that this is real world and not just a dream. And, uh, and this is the dream, not just a dream. It's the dream. And so for myself, this is a awesome experience to be able to enjoy and appreciate it and also have the confidence to perform. You know, I was out on track at Texas Motor Speedway earlier this year with um, the other drivers, and one of the drivers I was going wheel-to-wheel with quite often was Helio Castroneves. <laughs> and so to look next to me yeah. and be a four-time Indy 500 champ, that was a bit humbling. And I'll tell you what, he gave me a few lessons while we were out on the track there, but at the same time, I was able to go wheel-to-wheel with him. And so, you know, trying not to get caught up in the moment, I think that it's focusing on the things that I need to work on, you know, the, the, the weaknesses that I have, the, the things that I, I know that I can improve on inside the cockpit. 
and when I, my head space is focused on the areas that I need to improve and getting better at that, it doesn't leave much room for the other opportunities to get lost in the drama of it all. And so I love that that part of competition. You know, the, I'm a very competitive person, and so to compete at such a high level is fulfilling to me in a way that um, I probably wouldn't have otherwise because it, it unlocks some part of my mind that uh, it needs confidence. It needs that aggression and competitive edge, and it, it kind of drives me to a different level. And so there, there is a lack of, uh, of appreciation, I think, in those moments, but at the same time, it's nice to be able to step outside the car and see those champions standing alongside me. Mm-hmm. Stingray Rob is with us, IndyCar driver. You talked about headspace. Do you have any race day traditions or things that you do the night before to get you prepared? There are some things that I've learned not to do. Um, (laughs) One of which is probably eating a bowl of chili before I get in the car. Not a great idea. Um, I won't give you all the stories there. But, um, you know, one thing that I've found to be crucially beneficial is spending time with my family either the night before or just before I get in the car. And usually what we'll do is we'll huddle up in in a prayer circle and my mom or my grandma will end up saying a prayer. And then I have a handshake I do with my mom before every race. And I always give my mom, uh, my grandma, my grandpa, my dad a hug. And so that's just kind of my time to focus up. And, you know, that's usually 30 minutes before the race. And from there on, it's game time. Man, that's my last chance to kind of appreciate what they've done and what they're doing for me. And my turn to hold the torch and move it along. Well, look, man, Stingray, Rob has been our guest. This is so awesome. You know, so many people are cheering for you. You're Mm -hmm. just an awesome dude. And, okay, I won't bet the mortgage, Casey, but maybe just a few bucks on on Stingray, Rob. Man, have a great race. Stay safe out there and get that checkered flag, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.